Hello, and welcome to episode 88 of Movies in Us. I'm Marcus. And I'm TJ. And this is a movie review show that reviews genre movies from beginning sometimes. And today, we were reviewing the 2013 release of Iron Man 3. Uh, this movie, ladies and gentlemen, this this movie is, this movie was directed by Shane Black. If you don't know that name, he also did. No, well, he did, he did Lethal Weapon, The Monster Squad. That's what I said, but I don't believe, I mean, I, 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 why would I argue him? He also did Last Action Hero. Nice guys. And he's best known for his role as Rick Hawkins in Predator. Yes, he was in the, that's what I know him from. I just wanted to make sure it was that, because I don't want to sound stupid. But yeah, he was in the first Predator movie, and he also directed The Predator from 2018. I think it's from. Uh, it's not a good movie. That one's a shit movie. He's not a great director. Um, He likes to have Christmas in his movies for some reason. This movie is screenplay? Yeah. Screenplay by Shane Black and Drew Pierce. Produced by Kevin Feige. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Guy Pierce, Rebecca Hall, Stephanie Sazdak. It's funny. I, I would, practiced, I would, I practiced I would, that I, name, too. I, just I, think it would, I think it would be uh, Zostak. I think Those the S. Stack. I think the S would be silent. Okay, yeah. Uh, James Badgedale, William Sadler, Miguel Ferrer, Marcus ended up part of John Favreau, and Ben Kingsley. Uh, any other names you want to mention on the list? Yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to mention. I can't find find his name right now. Who was? The guy that did oh, James Badgedale, that's who it was. Yeah, the fake name. What about him? It drove me nuts for years who this guy was. I recognized him from somewhere and I could not figure it out for years and years who this guy was every time I've seen this movie. Let me guess. I'm going to go through his IMDb real quick. And I know you tapped out. Oh, I'm going to guess. Is it an older film? No, actually. No? What movie did you think it was? Lord of Flies. Lord of the Flies. No. So I never be... I, I read that book. I never actually seen that movie. Okay, so it must be a TV show then. Yeah. Looking at. Um hmm. Okay, I want to say twenty-four. Yep. Okay. He, he's the boyfriend of um Keith Sutherland's daughter in it. Oh. And he's like a it's he's was in a couple seasons in twenty fours, and it drove me nuts. I recognized the guy from somewhere and I could never figure it out. And then because we do this podcast, I actually put the research into it this time <laughs> so yeah and i finally figured out i was like oh that's who that guy was that's funny it's also starring uh paul bettany oh jarvis yep ty simpkins uh that's the Ash- kid. yes ashley hamilton adam Polly, sean Taub, who's yinsen so he's barely in it he's in it for like Three seconds. Who is it? He's Jensen, the scientist from the first movie who helped him escape Afghanistan. Oh, yes, yeah. Stanley. Wait, there's a Stanley cameo in this? I, I didn't see him either. Apparently, he makes a cameo as appearance in a beauty pageant judge. They must have cut him because I remember that sequence, but I don't remember seeing him in there. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see him either, but apparently, he was. Oh shit! Okay, I totally forgot about his whole thing. Wow. Uh, Dale Dickey Wang. Ooh. Yeah, look at that one. Zuki. I want to say Zui. Zuke? I that's probably the aim that. American way of saying it. There's no way. Zuke. Probably. I don't know. Uh, bang, bing, bing. <laughs> Jenny Ortega. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Bill Maher, Joan Rivers, George Constopoulos, Josh Elliott, and Pat Keenan and Thomas Roberts. There you go. There's all this the credits. Thank you, TJ. This movie is that was released on April 14th, 2013 at its film film, but the film release, special film release, but worldwide in the United States at least. 
May 3rd, 2013. Um, this movie had a budget of $200 million. This movie grossed, I don't understand how, but it grossed $1.2 billion. Sure did. That's a lot of money. Really rode off the popularity of Avengers, that's for sure. It truly did. Uh, so with that being said, let's, let's talk about the box office, guys. So with $1.2 billion break-in, that, that's insane. That, that upsets me every time I say that. Uh, we're going to talk about the top five box, off, box office. So, number five. This movie did so well. Like it, look at it, Okay, here's number five for 2013. Number five was The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. I think that's the... No case. idea. I never actually watched or read those books. Probably the second or third one. Probably the second one, because I remember her suit set on fire. So second or third one in the series. Either way, it's a young adult series that came after Harry Potter, and they're trying to get up the success. So yeah, that's well, five. Well, that's really, it really came after Twilight, but... Twilight, which came after Harry Potter. Yes. Like, all that's the young adult craze. That's what Hollywood was pushing. And the fact that only made number five, it's crazy to me. And how much did that make? Uh, 800 and $65 yep. million. Dollars. Not profitable. Didn't make a billion. <laughs> exactly. Weird to say that, but yes. And then number, number four, another series, The Hobbit, TJ, Des- Desolation of Smaug. Which one's that? That's the second one. The second one. There's five armies. There's this one, and there's, yeah, so this is the second one. Okay. Yeah. And that made a $958 million. Again, not profitable. That's, that's great. Like, a young adult movie series, and the Hobbit, or the Ring series, top five, but not top three. Wow. Uh, number three, Despicable Me 2. Did that make over a billion dollars? No, thank God. <laughs> it made close. It made $970 million. i never seen any of those movies, so. I saw the first one. I was like, this isn't for me. And it's just like, I'm done. There's are movies. People like them, I guess. But the fact that like, it's just seriously, the Avengers really cemented. Hey guys, Marvel movies is the future. And then uh, number two, Iron Man three with one point two billion dollars. You know what number one is, TJ? Well, I want to guess Man of Steel. No, no, surprising. It's not Thor: Dark World. No, then I have no idea. Uh, you won't guess this. And number one in 2013, it's a little animated film called Frozen. Oh, duh. <laughs> That grossed in $1.280 billion. I mean, that's not surprising. Not at all. Not that at one all. was that one was everywhere. I goddamn I remember I, everywhere. I even seen that movie. I still have not seen that movie. But okay. yeah. It's not bad. Uh, sure. I can't say either way because I haven't seen it. Um, okay, it's, a, it's okay. Yeah. It's a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie, yep. I hear it's good. But yeah, that's that's the box office. I just got it. Iron Man 3 made $1.2 billion. Do you think like Captain America would have the same revenue if it came up if it took Iron Man's place? If Thor, well not Thor apparently, but well, I guess I guess yeah, Iron Man was a good movie for people because Thor came out that year. Close nowhere. I mean close nowhere near that. Um I think at this point, uh Robert Downey Jr. was at his height and everybody really liked Iron Man. So no, I don't th- I think it was just a combination of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And then following the Avengers, and people wanted to see what was going to happen next with them. That's true, I guess. Because every, I mean, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth only had Avengers and one other movie under their belt. Yeah. And at, by this time, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s fourth appearance in, a, in Marvel, so it's like he's already well established, and everybody already loves him and stuff. So it's like, of course, people, every, of course, people are going to go watch this. 
Yeah, and he never had a problem when, like, he was Iron Man, he was Iron Man. There was no, like, trying to get his footing underneath, whereas Thor had to get its footing to find out where they were with him. Yeah. That's so. crazy. It's 1.2 billion. That's just... And, like... That's, that's a lot of money. Iron Man's tone has always stayed consistent, whereas yes. all the other movies kind of switch it up. Yeah, because they all had to find what they were. Like, Captain America had to find its spy side, I feel. Thor had to find its campiness, I guess. Yeah, um, I just had to embrace its more cosmic lineage. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the box office. I'm running this one. Um, Let's go to behind the scenes, I guess. What do you got for us, for, for us behind the scenes, TJ? Nothing, really. Okay, then what, let's go to trailers, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you, you don't have anything for behind the scenes? I mean, there's nothing interesting. It's like... Typical it, stuff. It's not even typical stuff. They made a third one because the, the other ones were successful. Oh, wow. Wow. That, wow. Okay. I mean, the only... There was only a conflict between... Um, the studios, right? The studio, because Paramount was still involved with the Iron Man license, I guess. So, because they had, like, distribution rights to certain Marvel properties still. Yeah. So, but that just delayed it a little bit, but like nothing big other than the fact that John Favreau decided he didn't want to direct the movie to do a movie called Magic Kingdom that I've never heard of. This the movie, I guess. I don't know. I've never but heard this before. He decided he wanted to direct that. So Robert Downey reached out to the Shane Black and brought him in. Okay. Nothing really behind the scenes. This this movie is also based off of a comic storyline. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, called Extremis. It was released between 2005 and 2006. It was like a reboot of the Iron Man, kind of the Invincible Iron Man series. Now, was all the characters in this and that? No, I mean, that was a, it was a six-issue uh, si- storyline. And, I mean, you got some basic uh, scientists created Extremis. And instead of the scientists being the main bad guy, him and his assistant, who was the girl in this, essentially, um sell it off to like terrorists kind of people and then one of them and then one of them takes the extremis and he becomes pretty much super powerful and he's like a a, uh redneck white supremacist guy and he um he's terrorizing the thing iron man tony stark tries to stop him he gets his ass kicked so maya the girl in the comic he tells her to give him the extremis as tony actually takes the extremis and they alter it so that it creates a his skin turns into like some kind of shield thing. So now he can use his suit with his brain instantaneously or some shit like that. It's very sci-fi. Oh, and then he then he beats up the guy at the end and save the and stops him from killing the president and you know the government because he was one of those guys. And then. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? He was one of those guys, you know, that, you know, government's bad. Gotta kill all the people there. Man, that's, that's not timely at all. I mean, <laughs> just tell me what the comics said. I'm a mess. I know, TJ. I know. <laughs> that's just it sounds like you're trying to push agenda, TJ. Like you're just against. Like, they're literally, the, literally the, the guy comes up to this, like, goth chick who's, like, out in just sitting away because she feels like thing. And he's like, I'm an outsider, too. And, you know, it's all the government's fault. And she's like. And she's like, you're full of shit. You know, you're nothing. You're a liar. You know, she's the opposite end of of the show. And so he explodes her brain and kills her. He blows her head off and kills her. What the f***? And then goes to to Washington. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What the f***? 
shit. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. It's in comic books. God. Damn, white guy sometimes. So, and then of course, since Tony Stark's got like his suit connected to his brain now, uh, he stops the guy, and then um, he's like, "Up!" Oh, but there's one loose end. Maya, the scientist who was helping him throughout the whole thing, she was involved in it, so they arrest her. Just like in this, she betrays Tony and stuff. There's those little things that match up. Okay. From that to that, like the whole extremist stuff matches up to the comics and stuff like that. Like the Mandarin isn't in there or anything like that. That's all. He's not in this one either, right? <laughs> like, so what they what they tend to do is they take a storyline and they put it in a movie, but they take other elements from comics and just conglomerate it into one movie, essentially. Okay. But yeah, I'm not gonna go too deep in the comparisons with the comic. You, that's the overall comic. It's it wasn't a bad storyline, but I'm not a really big fan of Iron Man, the Iron Man comics anyway. So Bro, why not? I find Tony Stark a little boring. It's just like Batman, man. No, he's not. He's the same thing. No, billionaire who plays around doing billionaire things. Both the parents were killed in front of them. No, they weren't. Uh, no idea how parents. Well, I guess they both have dead parents and all that shit. It kind of motivates them, he, but not really. No. Not even close. I don't know. Tony Starks is a weapon manufacturer who is trying to redeem himself through his past misgivings, whereas Batman's all about revenge and... Well, not revenge. Um, I guess justice would be the better word, but not really. It's justice, right? Yeah, but he's going around com- committing crimes in the name of justice, beating up man- mentally handicapped people, so you really can't call that justice, but he it's, calls it justice. Yeah, it's his own form of... Uh, the range of justice. <laughs> so, you know, I feel about the guy, so I'm not gonna. Um, but, you, can, you can say your thing. I, I'm good. That was it. Okay. Uh, anything else, TJ? Uh, not for behind the scenes or anything, though. Okay, then let's start with. Oh, the... there was there was one thing I did want to mention up behind the scenes. Yeah. This movie oh, no. won an award. Oh, which okay. Or it won a bunch of awards, just to say out there. But I, one, I, 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 maybe I'm spies. I don't, I don't see how it won anything. Like it, like it made it won the Faith and Freedom Award and stuff like that. Whatever. But yes. there's there's a one weird award that it won. Where is it? Best no. supporting actor. Best favorite. No, most movie. successful. Foreign yes. film. I, I had a feeling you bring that one up. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? What do you mean, most successful foreign film? Foreign around the world. Who who, who uh, gave it that? Who? Uh... E.T. Oh, Bollywood. Yeah, see, there you go. I didn't even look at the award giver. I just, just yeah. I was like, that's foreign award. What? Yeah, it's not. Come on, don't be such an American TJ. Come on. I mean, normally I would agree with you, but let's be realistic. Like, Hollywood and movies is. Truly an American thing. I mean, yeah, I can't deny that because that's what it was made. So yeah. yeah, it's like awards shows, very American. Oh, I heard a theory on this, and I think you might enjoy this. Um, I don't know if this theory is factual, but the why the Academy Awards exist is because the studio. All right, hold on one second before you go into this. Which one's the Academy Awards? It's the big one, the Oscars. Oh, that's the Oscars. Yes. Okay. The big, the big one. Yeah, I don't know. There, I don't watch Academy it. Academy giving away awards. I don't yeah. watch any of that shit, so yeah, I couldn't I stopped tell watching you. All of that because it's all you know bullshit. Anyway, so yeah, why they exist? Those exist because at the time the actors were getting around trying to unionize and like we, you know, they need to pay us less, be free, and blah 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 blah. You know, human rights and shit. And the studios were like, no, nah, we can't do this. So they got together to decide, hey, let's 
give out awards to these people to advocate why they don't need to be next week, why, why united, but, you know, against each other and make them better for each other. So, yeah. There's no... um union for movie stars well they're, they're, they exist now but back then they, they were just trying oh, to tamper okay that. just back then i was to say i'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. there's a no there's, there's a so movie a star movie star union the screen actor guild yeah the screen actors the, guild the writers have a union and all that shit everyone's got to use that which is great which is great yeah. yeah i mean i know voice actors just recently got a union although it's not very good anyways let's go to trailers uh sure i gotta get out my notes though this guy guys this guy we're sitting here in silence though he gets a so all right um you want to guess what uh, trailers i got uh, did i mention any of them <laughs> did i mention any of them in the box office mm, no i'm assuming some animated marvel movie right yes at least well, one or two of those we got a few of those i'll just get those out already is, is the hulk one of them we got hulk agents of smash okay i'll, I'll be straightforward that sounds like a porn parody yeah i guess it does doesn't it doesn't it I guess and it I'm does. I'm not trying to be crude, but that's what the first thing that came to my mind. Like a kid just named a porn movie. So Hulk, Agents of Smash. Yeah, it's like a cartoon with like five different Hulks. So successes, but okay. Uh, Avengers Assemble, Iron Man and Hulk Heroes Unite, <laughs> and that's all the animated stuff. We also got a trailer for Lego Marvel Superheroes video games. I got three other trailers. One's a TV show, and two are movies. A TV show for 2013, right? Yep, it's directly after Avengers, so. Is it Avengers something? No, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm thinking animated TV shows. Okay, duh. Yeah. Duh, okay. I'm trying to think of a kid's cartoon. What came out that time period? No, it was... It was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so yeah, that's... We we got to that point in... Yeah. That show was so hyped up when it came out, too. I remember... I I watched some of it. No... It was very hit and miss. Yeah, like most of those kind of shows. Yeah, like I watched the entire series, and a lot of it was good, but that first half of that first season was terrible. That's why I stopped. I was like, ah, this isn't for me. That, those first, that first half of that first season was bad, man, but the second half was fantastic. I couldn't, I couldn't. But, like, you can't, it's only fantastic if you watch that terrible first half of that first season to get the context. <laughs> Because there's a major twist that happens related to the movies, and if you know what's coming up, you know what I'm talking so about. death, or is it the? Uh... No, Coulson's death was the catalyst for the show. Oh, so. So, okay. It was the? Oh, I guess that's coming up. Is it that this year or next year? It's next year. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, it was very hit and miss. Uh, some of it was really, really good, and some of it was really, really bad. <laughs> What else you get? Yeah, two more movies. You want to give a guess to one? One of them's a Marvel movie, and one of them's a Disney movie. Is Dark World the other one? Or the Dark World's one of them. Is it the other one's a Disney movie? It's a Disney movie. It's got to be Frozen, right? No. Tangled. It's a live action movie. A live action movie? I no idea. Starring Johnny Depp. Not the one you think, though. Oh, it's a shitty Alice in Wonderlands. Nope. Rango. At least a live action. Yep. Is it not Pirates of the Caribbean? One of those? Nope. Oh, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. How was that? Oh, wow. <laughs> I got backlash, too, for him playing a native. Yep. <laughs> wow. You know what's funny? What's up? He's speaking of backlash for native things. <laughs> yeah. Like, that happens all the time, all that stuff. Everyone complains yes. about the late watching, but they particularly... Stayed away from casting the Mandarin as a Chinese person because of the Fu yes. Manchu stereotype. So, you know, 
Well, I think it's because they got such a great actor who's known. What is he? Ben Kingsley is. Well, no, this was they purposely stayed away from a Chinese actor because they didn't want to go into that stereotype. Yeah. It's just funny how no one complains about that. What do you want them? Do you want them to embrace the racism? No, but I'm just saying if you're going to defend one thing, you know. Well, well, I, don't get, I don't get it. Like, are you saying they should have still hired an Asian actor? I'm just saying, like, someone who complains about um, whitewashing or something like that, but you know, staying no, not staying true to the comics and stuff like that, but yet they oh. won't defend that. You know what I mean? I still think there's people who are still sane enough to know, like, we shouldn't kind of embrace that stereotype. I'm just saying it's a hypocritical stance. You think so? Yeah. If you can't you can't have one standard for one thing and another standard for another thing. We talk, we talk about this all the time. It's funny. Cause I, was, I was editing one of the podcasts we're talking about this. I, I, I kind of care sometimes, but sometimes I just yeah, encourage like, to full on swap them out just because I see people get angry kind of thing. But like at the same time, it, you don't. You can also cast an Asian actor and yeah. not do the Fu Manchu thing. You know. I, I know it's problematic. I know it's I know. not a good thing. But I would have loved to see them go full. Yeah, I mean Asian stereotype. That's the character in the comics. I know that's not good, TJ. No, but that's the character. Yes, actually, you also have to remember, like as a corporation, they're trying to sell overseas too to China Chinese audience. And I, think, I, I don't know how the Chinese would react to that. I assume negatively. So they don't want to have that character on screen representing them. I would think. I'm actually but. trying to look up um, what the Mandarin in comics looks like right now. I think they made him more human and not a stereotype. He doesn't have buck teeth and Fu Manchu. He's like a businessman probably. I would assume. Yeah, he kind of got like got like a business suit on and he's yeah. got like the Tony Stark full yeah. mustache beard just you could just you could just do that yeah <laughs> like that's all i'm saying you're not wrong but again me being my racist terrible self i would love to see the whole i'm not gonna do the voice but just oh dad you tony stock chinese version of that oh short short round from uh in the end of jones that's the type of grown up i would love to see that's all as terrible as that is i just wanted to throw that out there i hate that so much so what's uh what else you got tj that was it. Okay, what was that? The trailers? Yep. I'll get that. I'll get, get to that. Because it came after behind the scenes. No, but TJ, how are we going to race thing? Uh, because you said something about something. You said something about. No, you said something about race swapping. They yeah, race no, swapped. but you triggered it by you by saying something else. I don't remember. I don't remember how we got what. Down that, yeah, you said something about replacing something else or something. What's completely unaffected, and that just reminded me of the Mandarin. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember what you said though. Yeah, neither do I. Okay, I was just wanted to help get that erased thing. Uh, and nothing else, DJ. No, that's it. Okay, well, let's get to the review. So we start with an unusual open dialogue from Tony Stark quoting. Now, let me ask you this. We usually hate this kind of opening. How I do we so. feel? I, I hate it as opening still. I, I turned the movie on. To skip. I was turning it on so I could play all the previews and get right through the flip flip and all that. But it started with this. I was like, oh, hold on. Pause because I really hate this. Put some notes down. Uh, how do you feel about it? Like, I generally don't like narration voiceovers like yeah. this, but they kind of give you why it's happening in the end credit scene. But most of them usually tell you why. Not really. I think so. Well, usually it's at least usually someone talking to someone in prison, doing what they do at the end credit scene or whatever they're going to do. Like, oh, I'm talking because of this. 
No. In 300, there's voiceover in 300. And we get to the end of it, and like, oh, it's the guys telling a story to the rest of their troops to motivate them into war. I never saw that movie. Oh, my God. Such good but, like, you don't get that in, like, something like Shawshank, where Morgan Freeman's narrating oh, the whole... Where he's narrating the whole thing, but they never show you why he's narrating it. No, no. Again, I'm not saying all the time. I'm and saying not, not, that, that's, a, that's, that's a poor example, because that's a fantastic movie. Yes, but. yes. <laughs> but they do it in Lord of the Rings. Uh, they don't. They do what you're saying in Lord of the Rings. So open up a voiceover narration of, like, describing the rings and who they go to. But they don't t- show you her talking to us, I don't think. Yeah, but that movie's so just I get terrible in general. <laughs> A lot of people sit, sit there in the silence and just judging you, okay? It's all right. I think Tolkien's overrated, to be honest with you. Anyway, so we start with this... Hipster? What's hipster about that? Just hating popular things, that's all. Oh, this is overrated because whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, overrated? Overrated, it's not the word. It's Tolkien's just a bland fantasy world. Did he not start it, though? Like, did he not make it the uh, first thing? Yeah, I know. So, like, of course it's going to be bland. It's the first one I'm doing, but when people go off of it, you're just, you know what you're doing right now? You're doing, like, well, Superman's a Boy Scout. It's the f***ing first one. This is gonna be no, not because Superman's awesome. Obviously, but you're doing it what people say about Superman. That's what I'm saying. No. Yes. No, because people will knock other fantasy things for being bland and stuff like that, but that one gets a pass. Like, it's a story about walking. No, but, yeah, yeah, but, like, have you seen it? Like, that? it's, yes, I've seen it, and I was bored the entire time. Hey, you're crazy. You have, have you read the books? No, I haven't read the books. Oh, there you go. I don't read need books, to read the know? books. Read the books. Read the uh, similarity and all that shit. No. Go, go, go. go. When I need a whole encyclopedia just to get the backstory of a world, then no thank you. Oh, well, you play D&D, DJ. Come on. Yeah, but I write the stuff in that. Mm-hmm. I already know the backstories of that because it's my stuff. Anyways, we start with the suits blowing up. Uh, voiceover from John Johnny Depp. From Johnny Depp? What's his name? Tony Stark. He's saying, like, yeah, what? our own demons. Yes, we create our own demons. Yeah, and we just get that voiceover and then out throughout the movie until the end of credits, but we'll tell you what happens. It also starts off in the future, kind of, which is stupid. The suit thing? Yeah. It's the whole, it's, it's, it's the cliche, man, how did I end up here? Well, let's go back to the beginning. I'll show you how I ended up here. Like, why? And, like, they show you he's talking to someone at the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Why would he start here? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, so my suits blew up. Well, let me, before we get to that, let me go back to here. Because he's like, oh, here's a exciting part, kind of. Well, let's go make it back to 1999. Like, no wonder the guy's sleeping. Um, so yeah, so we get to night. We can do Marvel flip, and we get to 1999, New Year's Eve in Sweden, and we just see Tony Stark at a party. Uh, he's being a playboy philanthropist. We were caveman. We get the Yinsen, um cameo here. That's right, we're doing caveman. It's like, why the fuck's caveman in here? Yeah, we get what's his name? Yinsen. the guy that saved Tony Stark in the uh, yeah. first one. Because he did mention in the first movie that he that. Yinsen tells uh, Tony Stark, I met you in a conference in Switzerland back back then. So Yeah, I think that was a really nice touch, actually. I really enjoyed seeing him because they didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah, no, it was just there, and it's like something that they established in a previous movie, and yep. we get to see it. Yeah, and like they didn't like, if you know, you know. If you don't really like, pay attention to the movie, you're not going like, to really pick up on it. And it's like, I enjoy that. As we see him, we get we meet our main protect, our antagonist, Killian something. He's Killian a little nerd and he's weak and feeble looking. I'm saying this because later on he becomes has a transformation. So yeah, and he's just his fanboy of Tony Stark, and he's like, "Hey, Tony, you're my man." Tony's like, "Yo, bro, I'm trying to get laid. You go up to the rooftop for five minutes, and I'm gonna just not go to you. You could be your motivation to hate me for the next whatever years, Killian, because movies." I mean, it was a dick move. Yeah, but Tony Stark's notorious to be a dick. So come on, 
but I don't know about holding a grudge for. Or he remember he remembers the date exactly. So like that, yeah. So what twenty some odd years, give or take. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Tony's take us into his someone else's room, that house room, and he's talking to the botanist lady. Her name is. Oh, you you won't. Yep, because I did not know her name. I just wrote her down as botanist, not the whole. Movie, Maya so. Hansen. Maya. Maya. Maya Hansen. Sorry. Um, he's talking to her and she's like, hey, Tony, look at this cool thing I have. It's going to be the future enemy for the movies for you. So just be aware of this shit. He's like, cool lady. Let's have sex. She's like, bet. And we cut, we have sex into the new present day. Um, he didn't explain what her thing was. Uh, cause I was barely paying attention. What is it's like a regrowth thing yeah, for plants? It's a, she created a plant that regrows and they, ex- but it has a glitch. Which blows up. Yep. Which is important, guys, because, you know, that's what happens in the movies. So, we cut to present day, and we see Tony Stark with a new suit. And he can't sleep. Because, you know why? Because, you know, New York City was traumatic, and he has PTSD slash anxiety attacks. Which never gets resolved. No. But it's a cool... Yeah, that's my issue with the movie, TJ. It has a lot of things that's cool, but this one resolve the movie, I think. But, yeah, it's like, okay, that's a really cool, deep thing to talk about and address in this movie. And it doesn't really do that. It just... It goes from storyline to storyline, and then just forgets the previous storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we're doing this. Let's pick this back up. It's like, like ah, I'm tired of doing that storyline. By the way, it's not real. I'm like, what, what? What? What movie? It's like the first and last act are, is an Iron Man movie, but the whole middle of the movie is a character piece in a spy movie. Yes, which could be good. Could have been good. I feel like if I had PTSD or social anxiety, I feel like this would have been like. I guess it does bring light to it, but it doesn't do it in a good enough way. But the problem is the first act doesn't connect to the second act and the second act doesn't really connect to the third act exactly so it's like mm, i feel some type I mean, of way the scenes connect like the motivations connect but like the, the story doesn't connect yes it's, it truly is multiple movies in one movie yeah. i mean they did say in the behind the scenes thing there was like kind of turning tony stuck into james bond a little bit i didn't like it yeah. uh so yeah Tony. I, mean, I, I thought it was fine later would because it seems like something he would do. What what part? The uh when he creates his own weapons. Yeah. In the in the uh the house. When he he's in like Tennessee or something. Oh yeah 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 that I liked yeah because yeah that's who he is. Yeah. Uh, and also we get like a mandolin mandarin. What's a mandolin? Mandarin televised terroristic threats. And we see them a few times throughout the movie. It's just a mandarin like hey. America, you're terrible. I'm like, yeah, we know. But no, he gets really terrible in the Middle East. We guys will hate you. I'm like, yeah, we know. And we, we're I'm, introduced. What's up? I want to kind of criticize the thing, but I don't know enough about the Mandarin. The, the character. Yeah. So I don't really know what he's all about, because I'm not a big fan of Iron Man the yeah. comics, like I said. So I haven't read into a lot of it. That's funny, because I was going to ask you about him, but I figured you didn't know much about him. And me, not, me being me, I was like, I'm not going to research this character, because I don't care about how loyal he is to the comics and what they do they to change for this. If it was the actual Mandarin that we were actually covering, I would have done research into Yes. It. But since we got this. Yes. Yeah, so, so it was like, eh, this isn't really the Mandarin. So what's the point of, you exactly, know, everyone it, knows this isn't, this isn't the Mandarin. So. And the fact that it's not the Mandarin, it makes sense that he can go wherever route they want to go with it. Yeah. But the fact, I don't, like, I don't know how terroristic he was in the comics. So, yeah. like, like, I want to criticize the movie for, you know, spewing propaganda, essentially, because... Exactly. Yeah, it's like, man, I think like the movie's really trying to say something about the war in Iraq at the time, but... Well, this is 2013. Yeah, at the time, yeah. Uh, the war of Iraq wasn't over, but, I mean, it was... But it was, like, well past its... Yeah, but I think... 
Yeah, well, definitely, it definitely is well past it, but I guess it's still, people are still for it, I guess. Yeah, so Mandarin's doing his terrorist thing. We get introduced to Iron Patriot. They rebranded, the military rebranded um, War Machine, because, you know, because that's, what we, that's what we do, yeah, guys. That's what we do, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we get all that. We're, that's, what we're, that's what happened since New York City. Hogan. And then we, oh yeah, we we also see uh, Happy Hogan retired from being a bodyguard. He's now by being for Tony. He's now a bodyguard for Pepper Potts because she's the business person at Tony Stark Industry, and she knows now goes to a meeting with Gil Killian because now twenty years Aldr- later, Aldrich Killian. What's his name? Aldrich Killian. Aldrich Killian, and he is now better looking. He's not crippled anymore. He's just way better. And he's just talking to her, trying to sell her on Neuralink's kind of brain ship. What is it exactly? Well, I mean, he's trying to sell her on the technology that he's there, but it's he's really trying to sell her extremis. But so what? Extrem? Isn't that what's called extremis? Oh, I'm thinking of this company AIM. Okay, you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what he was implying. Like he's like talking about how the brain and like doing all these things with it, but I think it's just really a cover to sell her extremis. Well, she's kind of seeing through. She's like, "This whatever you're trying to sell me can be weaponized, and it's very dangerous for people." So, Which is a very stupid argument. I'm gonna turn down. Why is that stupid? Because anything can be used for military purposes. At that point, you might as well just not create nothing. TJ, you know, I said the same thing in my head. I wrote that down. I'm glad you said the same thing. It's like this. Come on, like I get you guys are trying to distance yourselves from I'm, that I'm, side of the. We talked about this in Dark Knight Rises with the stupid. We didn't turn on the nuclear fission reactor because it can be turned into a nuclear bomb. And look, oh, look, it turned into a nuclear bomb anyway. Like, oh, wow. It was, it was literally anything could be a weapon. Anything could be a weapon. Yeah, so it's just stupid. Well, it makes sense from their business, from their business standpoint. Like, we used to sell arms dealing. Try and get away from that. And what you're doing seems like it could be used. Yeah, but no, that's... You, you think you want to buy it at that point and make sure it doesn't be used for that reason. You could do it that way, sure. Or, you know, you could be like... um, It's like, then what do you do for a company? What do you sell? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it just tech shit? Which is I still going to be used for war? Know, like, war, yeah, war. exactly. It's like... No matter what you sell, you're selling something that could be used for military purposes. And to try to think modern day, a company of that size is going to be have its hands in some kind of war to some level, right? What do you mean social media is used for war? That's social media. Can't imagine a tangible tech company. Like, I don't even know what they sell anymore. No. They don't don't know if they ever mention it, do they? No, they don't mention anything. (laughs) This movie, man. Um, So, yeah, Pepper Potts turns it down. I mean, we found to... we did find out in Avengers they were working with clean energy because that was okay. the kind of that was the kind of the plot of that to make war more clean and profitable that way. I guess. Like, they're like a sustainable clean energy, but like I don't know, is that still what they're focused on? I don't know because like you said, they don't show or mention anything business wise what they do, which is fine because he wants to notice that, right? But still, so, but like here's here's the other question then. Yeah. If they're only working in clean energy right now, right, and they don't want to deal with anything like that, why is Aldris even bothering? Exactly. Well, he's bothering because personal vendetta. Yeah, but like you can still kidnap Pepper without going to an offer on her to sell extremists. Well, he's uh, he's got to show him off himself off, and you know, yeah, that I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. 
Anyways, Pepper's got to go on a dinner date with Tony. So she goes back to the house. She's introduced to Tony being paranoid because he's built Mark 42. 42 different suits, but it's the 42 second one. And he's just very like, you know, Tony's very being very paranoid after the attack on New York City. And he's just telling, he's actually telling uh, Pepper, like, hey, I know gods exist now, aliens exist. I've been through some shit. I've been trying to get it together. And they don't, don't, really, know. Dive, they don't really dive into that with her and him. I don't know if paranoia is the word. Like, he can't sleep. I think it's more anxiety than paranoia. It's definitely anxiety, but, that, but paranoia comes in the point of like him building all these suits for the next no, attack, for the next the, big thing. What they what they explain in in the movie is he's doing it because he can't sleep, and what does he do when he can't sleep and he can't he focus? Tinkers. He tinkers, he builds, and what does he build nowadays? Well, also like he's does, but he's mentions time and time and again in the, in the movie. Like I want to protect you at all costs, Pepper. Yeah, he says that like once. <laughs> Or twice again when they get attacked, he, when he gets attacked, he self sacrifices himself and makes her make sure she gets protected with the suit. But that has nothing to do with the suits, that's just you know, yeah. But I think it's like sub- subliminally, like he's just like, I think he would do that. Thing. I would think he would do that regardless of his s- mental state. Uh, yeah. at least I would hope so. I would hope so, but yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I, I, I just saw this as like. He's the guy who was just in a war, came back from the war, and like I need more guns and more things to make. Well, that's out. why it's it's more anxiety, more PTSD than I would yeah. say. Uh, it's paranoid to the point of being attacked again. Like just getting ready, prepping. He's prepping for the next thing. He's like, it's paranoia to a point. I, I just don't. I didn't see it as prepping. I just figured that's what he was do- doing. That's his hobby. Yeah, so it's just like we we do podcasts. <laughs> It's like if he did podcasts, he would be doing a hundred podcasts right now. Maybe also all the Mandarin shit on TV. Yeah, but that... he, which apparently he does watch because he mentions it when Hogan gets hit. No, so no, no. He finds out like everyone else. Like the Mandarin. Yeah, he didn't know about the Mandarin until That's the Mandarin was. I thought those televised shifts were all over the TV. They were. But he didn't find out until like the second or third one because I guess he doesn't watch TV. Uh, I saw, I saw but once once he again. finds and he's already built all those oh all those suits. Yeah, but I, was, I figured the, the Mandarin was televising that shit. He's seeing that in the background and just being after New York City. He's like, I need to get my shit kind of no, no, still, no. He's still like I didn't see it with just that. I knew he had anxiety and all that shit, but. No, he didn't. The Mandarin stuff came after he built all those stuff. Probably. No, I'm definitely. Probably. Probably. No, because. I'm probably right. You're probably Because wrong. we learn in this movie that when Tony finds out about the Mandarin. When Hogan gets hit. Yes. Which is after he's already built the 42, 40 second suit. That's stupid. Though. That's dumb. Anyways, that's dumb. Um. Tony's freaking out. Uh. Oh, yeah. At that. At, at, well, before we get to this. Uh. Happy Hogan saw that there was a sketchy guy at the place waiting for whatever this shit. Aldrich some, Killian. Yeah, for some reason he decides to track him down. Because he's paranoid. Yeah, but like, why track? Because he's also, like, gung-ho about his job. I, he's very gung-ho about his job, but, like, these guys weren't acting suspicious or anything. He's just... He's just overly protective. That's really stupid, though. And it's he really wants to, stupid. And he wants to feel uh, useful. No, and I get that. But, like, these guys had did, like, nothing threatening or suspicious, right? Besides, hey, here's Killian. He's going to flirt with Pepper. That's about it. Yeah, but they also established that he's already gotten, like, 300, like, complaints. Yes, but, like, why like track that. these guys down? Because they look suspicious. But and they they're don't. Tr- they're, they're not wearing the badges. Like, there's nothing suspicious about the To you, they're not suspicious. Suspicious. This is a bored, this is a bored white Sus- guy trying to find out where, like, this is white bullshit. Suspicion 
is all in the eye of the holder. Yeah, white people are suspicious of everything. Anyways, this is dumb <laughs> bullshit. So for some reason, Hogan's tracking these guys down to China City. And that one of the guys, whoever his name is, Blondie, let's call him Blondie. He's doing like a tech drug deal with another person, which leads to the person overdosing on this tech shit and blowing up. But Hogan's caught in an inner explosion because he's trying to be a white savior and stop this shit. And he, he gets blown up. Doesn't die, but really injured and hospitalized. Yeah, how come see, he? Did, how come Happy Hogan didn't turn into a shadow? Yes, because he hit behind a little fragile thing, man. Oh, okay, I see. It Everything else like, got vaporized. Yeah, except for he, that little thing he ate behind. He's, okay. he, he's a plot element. That's because he's a plot point. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, as, as far as I know, he's the only survivor of all these explosions. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Tony put something in him that helped him be oh, okay. and shit. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, we also see that these bad guys, they glow like the plant did. They, by by the, the way, by yeah, the way, they explode, they explode. Yeah. They blow up Happy Hogan because we, I don't want to be in this movie for very long. We got to get you out of here for, for exactly. a while. <laughs> I don't want to wreck it, nor do I want to be in this. Gotcha. I, 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 I got to be in it for a certain amount of time. Just kind of blow me up for a little while yeah. and I'll show yeah, up at I, the end. I got to go direct to Magic Kingdom or wherever I move them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're at the hospital. Hogan's watching Downton Abbey. That show, and Tony's very sad. He, Tony, goes to leave. We the press swarm Tony, and Tony's like, "You know what? I'm just for the Mandarin. Here's my address. Come get me, bitch." So, all right, the press didn't already know where Tony Stark lived. Thank you. <laughs> like, so you're saying this, this, this guy, Tony Stark, the most renowned billionaire uh, Iron Man dude. No one knows where this guy lives. The biggest house on the on the shore. No one's questioning. Like no one knows. No, no one, one knows, knows where he lives. That. Like they know where every other celebrity lives. It's for real. And now they want to storm his house. No one knows where he lives beforehand. Okay. I mean, sure. I, I granted maybe the Mandarin didn't know where he lived, but, but press for sure. Knows yeah. Where he lives. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Literally a playboy since child. I'm actually like, surprised <laughs> that the press isn't like hung out in front of his house house ever since he announced he was Iron Man. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought that was strange. He got to live that. a relatively private life, considering. Yeah. For us, and after, especially after saving New York City, like no one's around this guy's house. Sure. Yeah, and it's not. Thing. It's not like he's um, Captain America, who sure is a national hero and stuff like that. But he's still just a soldier, you know. It's not like well, this guy's Stark since childhood and the first one established. Like he was a boy genius. Yeah, yeah. His so his dad he's... is f***ing Howard. Like the whole family is like the Starks. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. make any sense that he's like an almost a normal citizen, and people doesn't know it. Like even before he was Iron Man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like this renowned arms dealer. No one knows who this where this guy is. Yeah, I thought it was that was a cool moment. I just thought it was really stupid. Like, huh. uh, so yeah, he says, hey, "Man, Mandarin, come get me." And guess what, guys? Mandarin comes gets him. Tony's not, be- in the house. not before, not before uh, botanist oh. lady shows up. Yeah, yeah. So Tony's at his house, trying to out, out of nowhere for no reason. Why does she show up here? Because she says because she saw the, what he said in the news. So now she knows where he lives, and she's trying to get him to join her because she because she knows she thinks that her boss is working with the mandarin no but so was she trying to take him to the mandarin he was fucking because spoiler alert guys she's in on it with the the boss right and the mandarin they're all connected because they have to be connected but she's trying to get them out the house so so she's trying to persuade him this way wait a second hold on yeah so killian's doing this right because killian's like organizing this attack yes he wants Tony on his side? I thought so. Because doesn't he offer him a job later? 
Right, so what's the best case here? Tony survives and kicks ass, proving himself. Either either kills Pepper. There's no way. This is stupid. Either botanist lady showed up without Killian's. What she says, he she says that later. Right. So, which doesn't make sense. Um, she was so she, but she was going to bring him to Killian, who's already set this attack in motion to kill him. So, wouldn't he just kill him when she got him there? Well, he wants him alive. This is really dumb. This is not. This is not good storytelling. It doesn't no. matter because this part of the story is going to end right now, and then we're going to go to a new story. In the ah, God, I hate that you're so right. I was going to say that because <laughs> this this cool action sequence is visually cool. Yeah, cool yeah, idea. They destroy his house. Destroy his house on top of a cliff, and the whole thing falls into the ocean. It's very. It's very neat. Yeah, it's very cinematic. It's beautiful. Watch it, guys. Him doing his all Iron Man shit's really cool because he's oh he advanced the suit now that it could come to him. Whenever he wants, like doing yeah. cool tight in pieces. Movements. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, house is attacked. It's destroyed. He survives. He gets underwater. He survives. Pepper's okay. Botanist is okay. They go on their way. They don't go to separate their destinations. And I guess Tony goes into a flight path to Tennessee because he set that up beforehand. But here's the thing. Yeah. They mention because he passes out from the explosion and stuff, yes. and so Jarvis takes him to Tennessee because that was the last flight plan. But then it says Jarvis was malfunctioning. Says he was malfunctioning. <laughs> yes. Why? How? Because the seat was a prototype, so it wasn't fully calibrated, in my opinion. But Jarvis is a hub computer. Well, the, the house just got exploded, even though the basement's fine. If but the house just got exploded. You would assume. You would assume. <laughs> you would assume Jarvis is stored in the basement with all the other suits because he can manage all the other suits later on with no problem. Movie's got a movie, TJ. It's it's flawed. This is stupid. It's just one nonsensical thing after another, though. Yeah, it really... It, God, it really is. Anyway, so yeah, that happens. This cool action thing happens. Tony's on autopilot Tennessee. And that's the end of the first movie. Our second movie now is Tony Stark on an adventure in Tennessee with a little kid. Sounds fun, right, guys? <laughs> Sounds so much fun. Actually, it's not bad. It's not bad, but man, the movie does drag in this section. Uh, it's, it's very much a character study now. Yes, it's too long. I told you about the hour mark, and it's like, okay, we're almost done, right? Like, how long left? Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Tony Stark's bonding with this kid, and he's just, you know, I got PTSD kid, PTSD kid. And he's investigating the explosions. Yes, uh, the investigating explosions, getting files on AIM, Killian's thing. Uh, I think AIM is a Marvel organization, though, from the comics. I'm not okay. 100% on that, though. Um, Tony's tracked down by some of Killian's people. He fights them, he kills them, kind of, but not really. He gets chased down, too. He discovers, okay, he discovers the paperwork, he discovers what they're kind of doing, he discovers... Uh, while this is going on, he's also rebuilding Jarvis with the kid, I guess, kind of. Um, and he figures out practically everything through his investigation because he gets a file from one of the explosives the exploded guys's mom yeah so he so from this part wait figure out, yeah why did the mom have a confidential file of her son they say the son had the file but why did he have his own confidential file that's illegal um he wasn't high unless unless that. you're unless you're a president <laughs> which is still illegal right right apparently We'll oh, see. Um, yeah, so the file has why, so who hired the killer, which is Killian. Killian's connected to all the killings and bombings. Yes. Oh, Stanley is there. Okay, I saw him. He was on the TV in the, in the van for a hot second, TJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So Killian's connected to the bombs, obviously. He, Killian's hideout is in Miami. I'm uh, sorry, that's where the Mandarin is. I'm sorry. Not, not Killian, the Mandarin. And I probably learned, right? Iron Man is not in this movie an awful lot. <laughs> 
He's not. He's not. Like this whole middle of the movie is just Tony Stark. Yes. Discovering everything out, trying to rebuild the suit, and then having panic attacks with this kid. Yes. But that's what the whole that's the James Bond part. And then when he find figure finds out where Killian's He gets he hijacks not hijack, he hacks into Rhodey's Patriot, No he does Iron Patriot. He calls Iron Patriot because he's got the he phone. He calls he calls Cody and says, Give me your your highly classified login to the, the, the thing. To, to the satellites or whatever. And he does. And um, now Iron Man's going to Miami. And while this is all happening, Pepper and the botanist kind of bond, but then the botanist betrays Pepper. Like, hey, I'm in on it the whole time. Here's my boss. He's killing him. And you're, now you're kidnapped, and you're Tony's motivation for the third act. But we'll get that. We'll get to that. Well, it's not really how it happens. Killian just breaks into their hotel room and says, and starts choking Pepper out. And I she, know, but like, and she it, reveals, hey, I'm a bad guy. But but she didn't even betray Pepper. Killian just shows up. She betrays her because she didn't tell her who she was from the beginning. Yeah, but betraying her means that, you know, she took him to Killian. Up until that point, they were having a conversation, and then Killian just breaks in. D&D. She was trying to do the proper, let me talk to these people into doing a thing for us. And Killian's like, I ain't got time for this. Muscle my way through this. Yes. That's what happens. Okay. So, back to Tony Stark in Miami. He infiltrates the Mandarin's palace. And, oh, no, it's the Mandarin. Mandarin's palace. That's a Chinese place. The Mandarin's hideout. And, oh, no, it's the Mandarin. Who is he? He's a f***ing drugged out actor, guys. It's Ben Kingsley. I don't think he's drunk. I don't know Ben Kingsley, but he, he could be a drunk actor. Well, yeah, Mandarin is actually Ben, Kings, ben, ben Kingsley. It's, or Trevor Slattery. That's his character name. It's a funny bit. I'm not going to lie, but I was like, this, this took the wind out of my sails for this movie. And I don't so, think anybody liked this twist. <laughs> no. Especially because the advertisement's really sold. All oh, the Mandarin's in this, guys. The Mandarin's in this. It's not. Like and it's so funny. They didn't want to put the Mandarin in it because of his 10 magic rings. And look where the series is now. <laughs> right? And Shang-Chi's like one of the top rated movies, isn't it? Or at least domestic box office I don't. I don't um, no. I don't know. I haven't watched it. I haven't, that's one of the only ones I didn't see. Racist. I haven't seen that one in the Eternals. Racist. Eternals have people of color and written women and a gay person. So you're all the things, TJ. Yeah, but I seen both Black Panther movies. Did you? I saw the first one. Unacceptable. Your your blackness has been revoked. <gasps> How dare you? Anyways, so Iron <laughs> Man comes in and exposes Mandarin. But Iron Man's captured and Killian expositions his plans to Mandarin of Iron Man. Like, hey, join me even after I try to kill you because I want you to help me because you're smart. I was like, I'm not doing that, you f***ing asshole. I was like, oh well, oh, well, I'm going to go kidnap the president and, uh, you know, try to be the warmonger. Because Killian is just the guy from the last movie and from the first movie. That's all Killian is. No, Killian's trying to ki- kill the president because he has the vice president wrapped around his Yeah, finger. so he can profit off the wars. Yeah, he's the he's the merchant of death. He's, li- he's literally... I think which is based off of an actual person who was called the yes. merchant of death. So. Yes. But no, I th- that's why I like this villain. Because he's the guy from the second one. Yeah, his motivation is just, I just want more money. Yeah, I'm just another tech billionaire bullshit guy. Pay me. Where, you know, I've seen this before. You have enough to set up, to give Ben Kingsley his own mansion, so. Like, why do you need more? Why do you need to control the war on terror? Right? Because I'm a bad guy. Like, okay. Because uh, the whole political messages were all bullshit. He doesn't care about that. It's just, oh, I just want more money. So anyways, this guy kills his botanist friend because she was doing some shit. He goes to go kidnap the president. He just, she's just killed unceremoniously. Yep, yep. It's like, yeah, we're, we're done with you now. Bye. Even though her character was pointless in this movie, they could have got rid of it and nothing would have changed really, right? 
I mean, she's just the catalyst to bring in extremists in there. She created it, so. But, like, you could have said he created it, too. It doesn't matter. But it was based off of the comic, um, so. I guess. I'm going to keep some truth to it. So that's probably why they left it as it is. So, now. I, I also um heard they scaled back all of the um, female roles. You can tell. Uh, in this movie, because I think they originally wanted the uh, female extremist oh. girl to be, like, the main villain, not the uh, the male guy. But they were worried about, I think, Sal's in China at the time or something like that. So they scaled back all the roles. I always wanted to know. I wish I could see it. Like, I wish they would make those movies and then, like, just... I wish they would make our version of those movies and then the global version of the movies. I just like to see the difference of how they would have played out. They like they apparently they also had a role for Emily Clark, but it never came to fruition because I guess of scalebacks. Yeah, and she was in Game of Thrones at the time, so I guess you know, it's it's what it is. So like that's probably why the, the, the female characters, except for Pop Pepper, are like really, and even Pepper is gone for most of this movie. So it's like a lot of it was like, well, not, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It wasn't because of the Chinese audiences. Conservative. No, it was because they were worried about merchandising. They thought female, a female, a female uh, lead, a female lead villain would not sell as well to, I guess, children. So the Patriot is now being manned by bad guy Killian. Killian, of course, is a bad guy name. And Iron Man's going to go save the Patriot's president. Uh, the, uh, Iron. Oh God. So, um, the Iron Iron Patriot. Oh, you skipped over the uh, James Bond scene. Oh, him building his own thing or him jog breaking The whole James Bond section where he builds his own weapons and then he goes and he becomes James Bond for a little while, taking down all these guys as Tony Stark. And then he gets captured after finding out that the Mandarin's a fake. Yeah. Good. Continue. Well, that happens. Uh, Vice President is wrapped around the guy's fingers because his his daughter is crippled in the country. I want to say my daughter, I guess. She's not crippled. She's missing a leg. Mm-hmm. And extremists can regrow limbs. This very feels like the lizard from Mason Spider-Man. It does. It's not good. Only with fire powers instead yeah. of turning people into reptiles. Yeah, sometimes they blow up them. It's almost by accident. Um, Honey is stuck between saving Pepper Potts or saving the president. Oh, no. What can you do? He does both. Um, Plane crash. President is sent to the third act. Suit army. Okay. Th- yeah, this just happens to the third act, second act. Tony kills the second-hand guy. And I go to the third act. Third act is a big fight. Well, I didn't watch it. The, but what's up? You say he kills the guy, but there was the whole skydiving thing on Air Force yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Tony's a hero. I just thought it was a cool scene. It's right. The action scenes are great. The action scenes are fantastic in this movie. Like, the, I, it, oh, I wonder if... Like, they said they did some of the skydiving, actually. So, I don't it know how like much... It. I don't know how much of it was CGI'd or enough, but it looked really good. It did. Visually, this is like the most visually pleasing movie. I think it's it's, it's better looking, honestly, than Avengers. I mean, it's the next one less, so yeah, should but be. That's, yeah, oh, you hope so, but not, that's always the case. Anyways, third act, big boss fight. Iron Man has his suits come help him fight, killing him and kill everybody. Pepper does some shit. Uh, some things are resolved. It's resolved, TJ. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, they tease the Hulkbuster in Pepper's suit. She's got a character name in the comics. I don't know what they're called. Do you know? What? They tease her in a suit, an Iron Man suit, her own Iron Man suit. Her character in the comics are called something. They tease the Hulkbuster, I saw. Did they tease anything else in this whole battle? Um, no. Probably, though. No. Okay. I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Shit happens. The day saved because the good guys win, guys. And the third act, fine. Uh, the, the exposition is, or not the exposition, the, the, the prologue. Is that what it's called? 
prologue, the last thing? The end credits? No, not the end credits. What's like the, when you wrap things up? Oh, the epilogue. The epilogue. Happy's still alive. Tony, Hark's, Tony, Stark Hark, Tony Stark's heart gets saved and cleaned out because why? Because they, you didn't mention that um, Aldrin's, Aldridge put Extremis into Pepper. Yes. And so after Tony killed, well, also Pepper kills Aldridge, by the way. Yes. She saves the day. She marks. Because she's got superpowers all of a sudden. But Tony also fig- figured out most of this, the most of the extremist formula when he was half drunk in 1999. Yeah. So he was like, he can figure out how to fix it, and he does. But while he was at it, he was like, I might as well figure out how to fix myself. So he figured out how they could do surgery to remove um, the shrapnel from his heart, which is use more magnets. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> So Tony's healed, Happy's healed. Tony gives the kid an upgrade to his house and stuff. That kid's going to get stolen from a lot. And everyone has a happy ending. Woo! Roll credits. And end credit is Tony's monologuing, talking, telling this whole story to Bruce Banner because ha ha ha. And Bruce was asleep the whole time. Yes. And that's Iron Man 3. It sure was. Well, so uh, how do you feel about it? Eh, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. It, it truly isn't. It's not as... I think it's because you know the twist now going in. I think mm-hmm. if you don't know that going in, and you're like, okay, Mandarin's in here. He's like, oh, that's not him. It's more insulting. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So, I, I think in pieces, the movie's actually really good. Yes. Like you like said, when you break down the first act by itself, it's a good movie. Middle act, it's okay. Third act... Good movie again. So, in my like, opinion. Yeah. It's, so it's as a whole, it's just not a very good match of things. It's not because I just like they 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 really hamper on the PTSD anxiety thing on and off, but it's not consistent enough to be a thing. Especially in the third act, like it just they don't it does not a thing anymore. In the third act, um, I don't know, it's just a lot of things I just didn't care for in that aspect of it not being consistent for the movie. But I don't know, but it's. It's still a Marvel movie, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you saying that, I like that it's a Marvel movie that does not insist on setting up the next movie. It's truly its own thing. It's, yeah, and it is it is a Marvel movie, so it's yes. there's already a, just a certain quality to it that you just don't get in other movies. What's that supposed to mean? That's not a good thing, right? No, but, like, it's, it lo- it's, there's a certain look to it. Like, special effects look good. Everything, you know, yeah. it's pretty look at. The action scenes are good, you know. There is comic ties in there that will interest fans, even though, even if the story is a little lacking. It's a solid movie. It's just not told very well. No. No. No, yeah. I don't hate this. It's just, man, Mandarin thing. Like, why have that, right? Yeah, I don't know. If, like, if, why not some random other character? It definitely felt like uh, a, a writer thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? It definitely felt like, what if the Mandarin wasn't the Mandarin? And then some other person was like, yeah, and he was an actor. It just just definitely felt like a bunch of writers were like, we're not following, we're going to tell what we want to tell here. Which is fine, but uh, don't don't heavily lean into that on the uh, advertising side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like they were following... uh, a story or anything this was wholly original story with just elements of comic storylines in it yeah so it's fine it's just don't advertise a villain that everyone's been anticipating since marvel started and then not deliver on it especially a big villain like that like the mandarin is the is iron man's biggest villain so it's like or at least the most well known so and then you just give us 
not that and give us practically a no name villain like yeah. how many how many people remember Aldrich Killian no one how many and, people I, and I say that because he just is replaceable with all his other villains in these movies who remembers the bad guy in the second movie <laughs> exactly what's his name don't know we remember we, we, know, we remember Whiplash yeah we remember Whiplash but who was the other guy uh Sam Sam Rockwell that's the actor I couldn't tell you the character's name I mean it's Justin Hammer but Thank I remember you. I remember because I'm me. So it's just like, but no normal fan is going to remember that. It's like the villain. But this this has always been a problem with Marvel up until recent years where the bad guys have just sucked. Um, anything else before you want to wrap this up? Oh, what are you going to rate this? What are you going to rate this thing? All right. What are you giving it? A four, four out of ten. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's an average movie. I think it's a five. That's respectable. Yeah, I don't. That. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. It's just I think it was trying to be too many things at once. Yes. So I just, I just cannot understand how this made one point two billion, but billion, billion. Because people were coming off the excitement of Avengers and they wanted to see Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Billion, TJ. It's, that's just how it is. Everybody wants to see. Did you see this in theaters? No, I did. Of course you did. Billion. That's insane. I'm just saying. That's so much f-ing money. Everybody saw this in theaters except how for much you. How much did Avengers make? A billion. So it's made more than Avengers. Oh, I don't know. If, I just know it was in a billion range. Oh, okay, Avengers made one point five. This made three hundred million less than Avengers. This is not a good movie compared to like that's just no. It's insane. But I mean it was a good enough it's a good enough uh good enough movie. to not give you one point two billion dollars. A good know. enough theater movie where people nope. go in and watch the action scenes in our no, I just disagree with that. Well I got news for you Marcus. The movie made one twenty two billion dollars so you're wrong. It's fuck that's so f- stupid like i just that truly makes me just belittlingly angry like no no like what the way you feel about avatar that's how i feel about this movie tj there's no reason this movie should have made that much money no this movie is way better than avatar ah, yeah. crazy no way better than avatar at least that was like visually why i get like it why this is like what but that's all that is is visuals yeah, this is still, this is stupid though too. But the, there are some story elements in this that are good. There's some story elements that Avatar can recall. Yeah, he can't even recall. <laughs> tell you. That's his Pocahontas. Nature, nature, good people, bad. Yeah, this is giving money. PTSD is a thing, but we're not going to really dive into that. But PTSD is a thing. It's like, okay, Iron Man three. Oh, this make it. This movie's not good. It's like all I'm saying is if Avatar can make two billion dollars, this movie can make a billion. Bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm just saying, that's just... The movie's not a a billion billion dollar. It's not a billion dollar movie. Apparently you're wrong, because it is. (laughs) Does not sit well with me, but whatever. You guys are idiots. You guys gave this movie money. I'm telling you morons. I mean, I gave this movie money. I I seen this in the theater, and I have the DVD in my hand right now. Thinking about it, I have never gave this movie. I've seen it either on TV or through this website. You should have made...